If you're listening to the sound of my voice, I guarantee you there's somebody in your family who you know who has a different ideological, political outlook on things than you do. And sometimes it's really hard, right? Because you get together with your brother, as is my case, or your mom or your dad or whoever. Hell, there's people who are married (laughs) who have these differences where somebody in your family, you got to invite them, right? It's Thanksgiving or whatever it is, right? On weekends, you guys, you just have get-togethers as a family, and you have somebody come over who's near and dear to you because they're your family member, they're your brother, they're somebody you grew up with, and they love Donald Trump. And you're sitting there going, oh, God. Or they're saying something, forget Donald Trump. Maybe you like Donald Trump, and they come there wearing a Biden hat. I don't know, whatever it is. But this is really something that almost every single one of us is dealing right now because we seem to be more separated Uh, more siloed than we've ever been, it seems, in our history with the possible exception of the Civil War, right? And and back then, people in the South all believed one way, people in the North all believed another way. It wasn't like you have people inside houses in Alabama and one guy was rooting for the North. So it's a completely different scenario. Today, we're all intermingled and we think like this. And members of our families are showing up at our houses and we're like trying to avoid the conversation and you know, your wife says to you, or you say to your wife, or you say to your girlfriend or your boyfriend, or you say to your kids, whatever you do, don't bring up politics in front of Uncle Juan. You know how he is. You know, Tia Maria, do not say anything about Black Lives Matter or anything about race or anything about politics. And please don't say anything about Trump or Biden. And you literally almost have to have these conversations before you have gatherings with your own damn family. That's why this story is so interesting. I want you to listen to something now. This is Anna Kasparian. I was listening to her the other day. She's on uh, on TYT, and she introduced me to this story that kept me thinking. It's about an actress. Her name is Euphoria. Pardon me. Her name is Sydney Sweet. She's in Euphoria. That's the show that she's on, which is like this uh, hit show. This is not about the show, by the way. Whether you like the show or not, I don't give a damn. But uh, she's famous, and she had a party at her house. Let's listen to Anna tell it. So uh, the 24-year-old Sweeney and her brother uh, posted to Instagram. Uh, The pictures had guests who were at the party, and some of them were wearing MAGA-inspired hats that read, Make 60 Great Again. So Sweeney is an actress, and she had a party at her house. Perfectly innocent. I recently did this for my mom. She had a party at her house because her mom turned 60 and people were wearing red hats that did not say make America great again. They said make 60 great again. It was kind of like, I don't know if you could say, was it making fun of the MAGA hat or was it embracing the MAGA hat? Well, needless to say, because she posted those pictures, again, innocent pictures, of a woman at her home having a party with her family members, right? But some of the family members were wearing that hat. So people got mad. People got really mad and they started attacking her for having family members which would wear, who would wear a baseball cap that looks like a MAGA cap. Now, mind you, they're not wearing a MAGA cap. They're wearing a baseball cap that looks like a MAGA cap. God, I remember when I was working in Washington, D.C. not long ago, there were tons of people who go to Washington 
this is when Trump was president and they all wear MAGA hats because Trump was president and they like Trump. Just like when Obama was president, there were a lot of people who went to uh, to uh, Washington to visit Washington because they liked the dude who was president at the time, Obama. And when Trump was there, whether you like him or not, there are people who like Trump and they wore their MAGA hats. So there were MAGA hats everywhere. But I remember sometimes I would see somebody in a hat that was just red and they just happened to be wearing a red hat. It could be a Chicago Cubs hat. It could be anything, right? The Red, the red Sox hat. Um, Atlanta Braves hat, whatever. Every team these days has a red hat or cap, ball cap. And I remember I'd look and go, oh, look, that guy. Oh, no, it's not. It's just a red hat. Suddenly, every red hat does not mean it's a MAGA hat. But I, so she got a lot of crap, this woman named uh, Sydney Sweeney, for having a picture put out that she published with family members celebrating with her at her party, celebrating the 60th birthday of her mother who happened to be wearing a red hat that said, make 60 great again. But then there was something else that was published here. Let Anna describe it. The other thing that she got backlash about was the fact there was a man she was posing with. I don't know if it's her father, but he's wearing a shirt that uh, has the thin blue line. You can kind of see it in that image. So he is wearing the shirt that most people think is the antithesis of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? It's, look, let's face it. <clears throat> My brother happens to be a police officer and he's among these. He's really pissed off at Black Lives Matter because he thinks they're just personally attacking him as a police officer. And a lot of cops are this way. Like, I'm a cop. You're, you're saying I'm a bad person. That's what Black Lives Matters represents to them personally. And because you're attacking me now, I'm going to uh, join a, a cause that's called Blue Lives Matter. And we've got our own garb. So now you got people wearing, you know, BLM, Black Lives Matter, and other people wearing Blue Lives Matter. And yeah, that's where we are in this country. This guy was wearing this shirt. So she has been assailed because she had a party for her mother and somebody was wearing this. And she should have controlled it better, I guess. Here, let me read to you some of the um, some of the backlash that she has gotten. This is a tweet where somebody seems to be telling her to control her family. Let me read this one to you, so you can get a sense of what uh, people are saying. This one says, uh, "This Sydney Sweeney business literally shows that white people are not holding their family members accountable at home." <laughs> You, Sydney Sweeney, are not controlling your family members at home. Your activism is performance. Because if not at home, then where else? If not the white people in your lives closest to you, then who else? So you see what they're saying? They're attacking her because she is famous. They watch her on TV, I guess. And they think she's disappointed them because she can't control her family. She can't control her family. This is fascinating. Is it going too far? It's By the way, it's not like she, I, I get, I think I understand when people are angry at people they admire. Like, let's suppose there's a famous football player. Let's say Dan Marino, right? Everybody remembers Dan Marino. Joe Namath, uh, LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan. Um, I don't know, Jerry, give me somebody contemporary today. Famous athlete. 
that everybody admires. Jerry's thinking. Tom Brady. Perfect. Tom Brady. Very, very contemporary. Who doesn't love Tom Brady, right? And then all of a sudden tomorrow, you're rooting for Tom Brady and you find out that he is friendly to a white nationalist organization, right? Or that Tom Brady himself, you happen to be anti-Trump and you find out Donald uh, Tom Brady voted for Donald Trump personally and has pictures in his house everywhere and has a flag of Donald Trump in his front yard. Or you know what, flip it, has a flag of Biden in his yard. And you say, ah, you decided to post that. You wanted everybody to know your opinion. So I might think less of you. I may no longer want to go to your games. Okay, I almost get that because I'm saying, I've been spending money watching you play football and you're doing that. I'm no longer going to spend my money on you, dude. I'm not going to go to your movies or something like that, which, by the way, I still think is ridiculous. And I think it shows how siloed we've become. But at least that has some kind of reasonable understanding to me. This situation where this woman just had a party for her mother and people showed up and people are angry because what of people wore at the party. Scotty, Mednick, you say what <laughs> as you listen to this? I'm, I'm, I know you're shaking your head and you're thinking, uh, man, um, do you think this tweet that tells her that she needs to control her family, do you think they're correct? Do you think they have a point or do you think they're full of shit? They're full of shit, man. Are you <laughs> kidding me? How do you control your family? Whether they're left, right, middle, who cares? You, you can't. People have their own views and you can't really hate them for that, depending on what those views are. And, and it is a bit of a gray area because... I don't want to be associated with somebody that is a pure racist. Right. Somebody that's a white nationalist that doesn't believe anybody that has a different color of skin shouldn't be in, you know, I, that I don't want to associate with. But politics, man, really? So it, you're saying like you if said, somebody came to your house and they were wearing a KKK hat or, yes, or a swastika. <laughs> have, have, have it a KKK robe. <laughs> <laughs> with the whole beanie in the whole nine yards yeah. or, 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 or Mein Kampf book. And they were yes. you know, putting out Mein Kampf paraphernalia at your house. Yeah. But then you have a right and, and you should. And I guess the expectation right. from others would be, okay, look, man, th this is too, this is just a little too crazy. I'm sorry. But, yeah. but, but, but that's not what we're talking about here. Let me read you right. another, let me read you another tweet, uh, um, Scotty. This one seems to be telling her that she needs to control her parents because apparently the guy who was wearing the Blue Lives Matter shirt was her dad. So um, here's what that one says. It says, assumptions. Don't gaslight your fans. This is what he's saying to uh, Sydney. Don't gaslight your fans. Many are likely young progressive people based on the content of the show that gave you fame. Your family is obviously far right based on the Blue Lives Matter shirts and the MAGA babies. Um, th this one is almost a little more personal. I mean, again, it's telling her that. Yeah. But here's the point I, they're making. The Let me ask you something. Sure. They're saying you owe it to us because your show is progressive and you've always come across as progressive, you need to behave progressively and also control the progressiveness of the people around you. That's what that's saying. Are they right? Yeah, no, I think they're absolutely wrong there, but I do think there is something to be said that you need to know your audience. 
uh, if her audience is this progressive type audience and more liberal type people, if you openly proclaim your alliance to political yeah. beliefs and it's opposite, I could understand her being a backlash. Kind but of it's like your parents. But it's your parents. It's your, but wait a minute. She she is not pro-Trump. She is not MAGA. She is none of those things. She only had a party for her mother and people showed up seemingly. And we, by the way, we're not even sure because remember the MAGA hat, that, that they could be making fun of the MAGA movement just as much as they could be embracing it. We don't even know about that. One. So I did, I did, I did a little deep diving in this and a little research just to see. Here's the thing. They are Trump supporters, the family. The brother has posted pictures in front of the White House with a baby wearing a MAGA hat. Okay. So it's it's fair to say the father was wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt. It's fair to make that assumption, I think. It's not too overly generalizing there. The other thing I want to point out that I, I, I looked at, I looked at the Instagram post on her page. There was no pictures on her page of the Make 60 Great Again. It was a slideshow. The last picture in the background was her father wearing that blue light, Blue Lives Matter. I personally believe she knew that it would cause a controversy and she tried to avoid posting those pictures on her Instagram. Her family members, they didn't care. They posted those pictures and that's where it was picked up. I think the original thing that raised concern was the Blue Lives Matter flag shirt. Then when people looked at her brother, they saw that. They saw the theme of the party was Make 60 Great Again. Listen, most likely that's not to make fun of Make America Great Again. That's a way of, you know, kind of incorporating it into your everyday life. I know a lot of people that use that as a joke, make whatever great again. Um, but well, yeah, I think she knew what she was doing. I think she knew what she was doing by not putting it on her Instagram. But I don't think it's fair that people are holding it against her. Here's that- another graphic that I want to put up for those of you who are watching this on YouTube. For those of you who are listening to our podcast, I will read it to you. This one seems to proclaim that she's a liar because she's lying to her fans. Here's what it says. Seeing Sydney Sweeney getting jumped is beautiful. If you're white and unwilling to completely shame your parents for their conservative views, you're just as complicit and need to be escorted out. Now, this is interesting. What is someone to do? I will tell you this, because I'm a journalist, because I'm a journalist, and I've always tried to look at things from both sides, and although obviously I'm repulsed by the behavior of Donald Trump, still, I don't think people who necessarily voted for Donald Trump because of his policies, of which I have many friends who did that, I don't hold that against them. I still I hold against Donald Trump his behavior and the vile things that he has said about me and other Latinos and other African Americans and Muslims etc and I can go on and on and on women etc Th- that said I have always told my children and my wife and my family members that when they are around me they need to be respectful of the fact that I am a public figure because I have been on CNN yes and NBC, and I'm on TV, and I'm on the radio, and people know who I am. So please understand that if you, if I have a barbecue in my backyard and I invite you, please don't come wearing some political statement because it's going to reflect on me. I don't care if it's pro-Biden, pro-Democrat, pro-communist, pro-Nazi, pro, I don't care. All of it is going to make somebody go, oh, I didn't know Rick Sanchez was that. 
whatever that is. Yes. So I do Absolutely think agree. I do think it behooves me as a, as a quasi celebrity. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't see myself as a celebrity. Really, you're a public I mean, figure. You're a public but I am figure. a public you're figure, public right? Public. I'm part right. of the national conversation, whatever the hell that means. This woman is a is a star on a television show that is being seen by millions of people right now. She probably and I, by, by the way, I'm I'm not saying they're right to to attack her, but I am saying she maybe was not as smart as she should have been, and I don't think she used proper judgment if she never told any of her family members. You know, when we have parties around me, well, you can do whatever you want when you're by yourself, but when dad, mom, brother, sister, friends, neighbors, when you come to my house, do me a favor, just try and be neutral about right. shit because this is going to come back to bite me in the ass one way or another, possibly, because there are people out there who will do that. I, if she didn't have that conversation, I think she used improper judgment. Is that fair? Yes, I believe that's fair. And I think you're actually correct with that. I think that's dead on because like you said, you know, you're a public figure, you know, what is seen by the public in your life is what's going to be attributed to you, whether it's held against you or credited to you. And she needed to be a little bit smarter. And I think this also shows a lot about the extremism in our country. I don't know why it's, oh, it's there, terrible. but I can it's say, horrible. it's terrible. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but here's the thing I do notice. And, and I'm only 38, so I've only been around for so long. I can't remember any point, at least in my life, where outside of maybe a little button or maybe a shirt says vote for whoever. I've never seen this much worshiping of a politician, whether or not you want to call Donald Trump a politician or not. I've personally never seen it. I don't think it's ever happened in American politics. Yeah. I think because of that, it's a lightning rod and it makes people feel a certain way. I don't care that you're conservative. I don't care if you vote Republican, but that MAGA hat, that th it stands for something. It's become something more than just your typical it stands, Republican Democrat. It stands for white power. And that's what a lot of people view it as. Now, there's going to be black people. That no, it's not what people view things. it as, Scotty. I'm sorry, my friend. I'm Latino. It stands for white power. MAGA stands for white power. I that's what, what it, it is. Let's not kid mm -hmm. ourselves. And uh, right. we would be foolish or dishonest to not make that recognition. And that's what I see when I see that hat. But, you know... <laughs> And that's what I think a lot of people see. So if it wasn't Donald Trump, if it was something else politically, I don't think it would be as big of an issue. But I think because of this line in the ground, I'm MAGA, red hat, the, the, the flags, the, you know, the loud attitude, I think that has created an equal opposition to it. And well, sometimes and by it's the way, absurd. You, you, you can vote for Donald Trump. You can support yes. Donald Trump's political positions. Right. Um, and not be MAGA. But you understand why that's hard for some people to accept, especially when everything that MAGA stands for is against them. Well, so in a lot, actually, of, a lot of people's I, eyes, I, they don't. I think that I think we need to understand that for the good of our country. Th mm -hmm. There are people oh, agree. who agree with Donald Trump's policies. I agree mm -hmm. with some of Donald Trump's policies. I do. I even believe that in some measure, in some ways, his view of foreign policy was healthier than Joe Biden's view of foreign policy and Barack Obama's view of foreign policy. I do. Yes. 
and there's, and there's George Bush's and, and George Bush's view of foreign policy. I, I believe Donald Trump's view of foreign policy for our country was much more sound in many ways. Imperfect, by the way. I don't think he had the oh, right yeah. to assassinate the leader of Iran. Uh, but regardless, um, I believe in some measure I can say that. Now I'm not MAGA. Right. I, I, I'm not MAGA. Uh, MAGA is a white nationalist movement. MAGA but represents. See, but, the, but the line, but the line that's been drawn in the sand tells a lot of people that even if you agree with a little bit, you're just as bad. Now I'm not saying that's what I personally believe, but I know people that it doesn't make a difference if you vote. Yeah. in favor of him, then you might as well be him. So well, you don't care about white nationalism, that, but you're supporting that's, it. That's wrong. So and, and we need it, to stop that. We need to stop that. That's that. Well, I think uh, I think one side calls it the woke mentality of uh, of yes. the left. And, and to a certain extent, that they may have a good point there because it's ridiculous to think that just because someone votes for someone, that means they represent everything that that person is. And that is absolutely not true. If you vote for Biden, you don't stand for being sleepy all the time and not being able to pronounce any words. It just means you happen to have liked this guy's policies compared to the other guy. By the way, I have Sidney Sweeney's response. Let me read that to you. Here it is. You guys, this is wild, she writes. This is her on Twitter. An innocent celebration for my mom's milestone 60th birthday has turned into an absurd political statement, which was not the intention. Please stop making assumptions. Much love to everyone and happy birthday, mom. So she's there she is. She's castigating people for making assumptions about politics in her family or hers. Um, and yet you just proved to us, Scotty, I didn't know this, and thank you for doing the research. Yeah. Her family is pro-Trump. And they, are. And, and they, they are. have every Which right to be. And they have every right to be. And yes, 100%. Yeah. And I think it's ridiculous if they try to cancel her because of that. Exactly. And and you and I, I are- I understand, in, but yeah. Here's another really one. Here, here's like another that. one I want to bring to your attention. This one's really fascinating. Um, our good old friend, Alan Dershowitz, is in the news. Oh. Now, I, I want to start this. Alan Dershowitz- is a very rich dude. He's a lawyer from Harvard. He's also made lots of investments. He's a smart guy when it comes to his money. And over the years, he's made a lot of money. So much so that he gets to hang out with a very, you know, the crowd that doesn't know how to open its mouth when it talks, it goes to Martha's Vineyard. So you, you know those people. Those are your people, Scotty. Those are those rich Northeasterners, right? <laughs> yes. <they're>, yes. <laughs> Pinky's like, up all day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Teetotalers. Um, yes. Actually not. They actually are not teetotalers, no. not in the real definition of the term. All right. So, so Alan Dershowitz is all of a sudden getting a rash of shit from all the people that he used to hang out with. Because remember, Alan Dershowitz is really liberal. Because he's a Northeastern yes. dude and all that stuff. Yeah. But lately, he's been defending Trump because mm -hmm. of certain policies that people have asked him about. And here's what happened recently when Donald Trump went to Martha's Vineyard. He ran into, well, none other than Larry David. And Larry David, I, get, I didn't know Larry David was like this. I mean, I know he's kind of like this on his show. Yeah. He runs into Alan Dershowitz, and le let me read to you the exchange as it was written in the New York Post. This is from uh, page six. 
So here's uh, what is being written up in uh, page six in the New York Post. He says, uh, Dershowitz says to Larry David, because obviously Larry David is looking at him and scowling, uh, can we talk? Can we still talk, Larry? And Larry David says to him, no, no, we really can't. I saw you. I saw you with your arm around uh, Pompeo. That's uh, Donald Trump's former uh, Secretary of State, who who really was kind of a a, a worm. But anyway, um, uh, I, I, I digress. Then Dershowitz, right, says to Larry David, look, he's my former student at Harvard Law. I greet all of my former students that way. I can't greet my former students. Then the conversation continues, and, and David says, look, it's disgusting. Your whole enclave, it's disgusting. You're disgusting, right? And, and that's this conversation. Now, it's interesting because it does prove that Larry um, David is representative of the people who suddenly can't stand Dershowitz. And Dershowitz says, I'm being canceled. And, and the reason I'm being canceled is simply because I supported Trump. Now, he's kind of right. In fact, here, I, I want to play this sound. We've lost the idea that principles are important, that we've lost the idea that nonpartisan approaches to the Constitution are important, that today everything is get Trump. Um, I'm not a Trump supporter. I voted against him twice. I'm looking forward to an opportunity to vote against him a third time. But I demand that efforts to get him be, be consistent with the Constitution. They're trying to deny him the right to have a lawyer. Um, and the attack on me is part of that. I now get phone calls three o'clock in the morning from people threatening me and threatening my family. Um, I can't speak in the library. Um, my books aren't carried in the library. Once I defended Trump, the library in Chilmark suddenly stopped carrying any of my books. They had 20 of my books before Then I wrote nine cents and none were covered. So sounds like he's being canceled. I mean, he at least to hear him tell that he's making a good case for Dershowitz being canceled, at least in the uh, Martha's Vineyard community where he used to hang out. No, Scotty? I, I think he's playing a victim right now, honestly. I think this is that fake cancel culture feeling that people get when they're being castigated. What ha I mean, he's saying he's being canceled because his book's not selling. He's not allowed to do speaking engagements anymore. No, no, no. Not, by the way, to be, to be fair, he, he didn't say not his book's not selling. He says they're not even putting it. They're taking them off the shelves. In, in certain but libraries. The, but what was the audience? Know your audience. If you're a public figure, he's a lawyer, but he's also a public figure. Hmm. He goes onto TV. He writes articles. He puts himself in that public sphere where he's allowed to now be criticized for that. And his actions have repercussions. He has defended a lot of dirtbags over the years. Wait, before, 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 like before, before we get to that, before we get to that, I, I want you okay. to hear something now. Because he does say something here. It's very short, but listen carefully to what he okay. does here. Because he's saying, I think what we're about to hear him say here is he's he's getting more shit for defending Trump than he was for being compared, or pardon me, for hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Take a listen. The Epstein thing got me no cancellations uh, on Martha's Vineyard, for example. It was only the That's Trump thing. That's a great thing. point. So look, what he's saying is... And by the way, I'm surprised he's coming out and saying this because this is what I really think he's a scuzzball for. He he knew damn well that Jeffrey Epstein was sleeping with young girls. Hell, yes. all he had to do was open his eyes. He was there. He was with him. So was Clinton. So was Trump. They knew exactly what this guy was doing, what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. 
and they were still hanging out with them. They were still going, whether they too slept with young girls, which by the way, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't know. But he said people in Martha's Vineyard did not cancel me because I was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein as much as they're canceling me because I defended Trump. He actually has a point, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he kind of does have a point there. But again, there's a lot of nuance involved. I don't remember him going on TV defending Epstein. I don't remember him putting out op-eds and, you know, every time he had a place to speak, he didn't defend Epstein. I've seen him do that for Trump, however. So there's a there, there's a larger view of him being a Trump guy than an Epstein guy. You know, huh. he, he didn't go around doing that at the end of the day. And also, I don't know at the time, at least, I mean, yeah, the story was out there, but I don't know. It's just... Shame on people, by the way. Shame on people, because what Epstein did was terrible, and people should have, you know, thrown him out for that. But yeah. Epstein was a story. It wasn't what it is today. It I mean, look, as far as I'm concerned, as far can I can I just be honest with you? As far yeah. as I'm concerned, he should have been shunned to a certain extent for yes. defending OJ Simpson. I mean, I watched him I, lie I agree, through I agree with his. What he said. I agree with what he's saying where people deserve to be defended no matter how bad they are, whether they're communist, Nazi, whatever. I do agree with that. But yeah, man, I, I was uh, 13 years old, I think, when that, that was going on. Yeah. And yeah, and they I, were basically- I, 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 it's, Listen, a lawyer has a right to lawyer. Yes. And we all need a defense. But I also have a right to watch you lie while you lawyer and say, you may be a lawyer, but you're also a liar. And mm. that's what 100%. I see with the OJ defense. That's what I see yes. with other defenses. You have a right to do mm. it. You have a right to manipulate the jury. You have that's a right to use technicalities to get your to, to get your client off. All those things are legal by the Constitution standards. Right. I also have a right to call bullshit. And when it comes to Alan Dershowitz, I call bullshit on his defending people who he knows are really bad people, whether it's O.J. Simpson or Klaus Van Bulow or Donald Trump or Jeffrey Epstein, and then say, I'm just doing my job. I'm a lawyer. It's the Constitution, baby. Leave me alone. Well, yes, it is. And I respect you for that from a lawyerly standpoint, but not if I know you're also manipulating it and lying. And I think... Yes. Here's where I have a problem with Alan Dershowitz. He has a tendency, and I'm not saying that in the Trump case, because I think sometimes some of the arguments that lawyers used in the Trump case, for example, the whole Russiagate bullshit, was correct. They were, they were, they were literally saying that the only reason Donald Trump became president was not because Americans voted for him, was because Putin put him there. That's a lie. Americans did vote for Donald Trump. Whether you like it or I like it or your neighbor likes it or not, Americans voted for Donald Trump when he beat Hillary Clinton. That's just a fact, okay? Yeah. And and the whole movement against Trump with the Russia thing was a way to try and um, disavow, to, to end that, to make it go away. Like, no, no, it couldn't have happened. Well, it did happen. Right. And if we would have realized, yeah. if, we, if we would have dealt with the realization of why that happened, Instead of trying to pretend it didn't happen, right. we would have been better off as a country. So in that we sense- We might be better off right now, yes. Yeah, in that sense, he's right, that you have a right to yeah. make arguments of people who are unpopular, which is what he did. The problem is, and I'll just say this again, then I'll let you talk, because I know you wanted to get in on this. 
The problem for Alan Dershowitz is his history, right? His history bespeaks the presence. The present. His history bespeaks yeah. the present. That's the problem. Yeah, no, that may, yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And again, I think it's, again, if he was one of these defense lawyers that you've never heard of that defend high-profile people, he would have been canceled because nobody knows who he is. Right. He's a high-profile lawyer. That's what I know about him, but I don't know nothing else because he's not in the media every day. He's not on Fox News every day or yeah. any of these other channels every day. And he, the other thing is, and why I say he's playing the victim is, I notice a lot of people, I don't want to say with a, a right-wing ideology, but I notice a lot of people in that crowd like to blame the cancel culture and then call themselves victims, but then they don't like to highlight when them themselves try to cancel other people. I mean, the right wing is can't, has tried to cancel everybody from Disney World to Sesame Street to Beyonce to Colin Kaepernick and the NFL to LeBron James. I mean, they do just yeah. as much canceling as the left wing does. Yeah, it's funny. That's why I don't use those terms generally. Cancel yes. culture and uh, political correctness. Because they're trigger words, man. They're they're just hot. They're loaded. It's bullshit. Political correctness belongs yeah. to both sides, right? I've yes. seen people on the right be canceled or be told yes. that uh, certain language is politically incorrect. I know there's politically incorrect language on the left. There's politically incorrect language on the right. There's people who are canceled on the left. There's people who are canceled on the right. These are just wedge issues and names that are made up as labels that uh, create unnecessary conversations. Scotty, and the more I want to ask you. We allow our, I was just gonna. I was gonna say the more political we allow our day to day life happen to, to become, this is what happens. We're looking at it right here. I want to ask you about something that was a report I saw yesterday, and I know that you are, uh, you're, you're, you, you have some knowledge on this. Um, let's cue up this report that really surprised me because reports like this are now showing up. Interestingly enough. You know, local news is usually like for ma and pa. Usually local news is for people who are like 60 or 70 years old and sitting in a rocking chair. Otherwise, nobody that, nobody's watching local news anymore. So usually their, their themes, their agenda, uh, their news agenda or news menu on local news is usually like dog shows and, uh, and local politics, what the mayor said about the councilman, et cetera, et cetera. But here's a report that kind of shocked me because I'm seeing this kind of as a new trend nowadays. It, mm -hmm. It's a little bit about, it's a little controversial. It's about drug use, in particular mushrooms. And listen to what they're saying. There may soon be a new pill on the market to help people stop drinking. Medical reporter Liz Bonas shares how it comes from an unusual source. Hey there, hello to you. A new study shows a compound found in a recreational drug might help treat alcohol addiction. It's actually the psychedelic compound in magic mushrooms. The mushroom compound is called psilocybin. In this study, it was tested in those who used it along with therapy sessions and compared to a placebo group. The goal was to see if it would help reduce the number of heavy drinking days in those addicted to alcohol. Some people indicated uh, that over an eighth-month period of time that they had 83% of those folks found that their use of alcohol decrease. That's fascinating. That means people who have problems with alcohol. And let me tell you something. Somehow our society has said alcohol is cool and everything else is really bad. And just talking about it, you should go to jail. In fact, I'm wondering if they're going to come and take me away yeah. now because I'm, I'm doing this story on mushrooms. But what they're saying is if professionally prescribed and dosage wise, like everything else, if you take the mm -hmm. right amount of mushrooms, it can make you stop. Uh, it, can, it can end your alcohol need 
or your alcohol problems, especially for people who have, you know, tendencies toward alcoholism. That's 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 a fascinating story that needs to be told, you know, universally, Scotty. No. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's something that recently, not more, more more recently, last few years, I've definitely paid attention to and even have participated in. Um, you know, in 1957, uh, Life magazine published an article about a writer going down to Mexico and trying mushrooms for the first time. Hmm. The scientific community was in awe about it and started studying it. All over the world, studies were done for everything from, you know, post-traumatic stress or shell shock from veterans to alcoholism and a whole other slew of psychological issues. Mm -hmm. uh, at, some, at some point, it became a party drug in the 60s a bit of a party, you know, thing, and it got out in public and the Nixon administration killed it and all research for it and basically convinced the rest of the world that research on this is, you know, taboo. And well, no but, and, and that's fascinating what you just said. They didn't only kill uh, the drug or by making it illegal, they killed the research, which means not research. only can you not do it, you can't write about it, you can't study it, you can't have a laboratory right. look at it. You can't do anything. It's like we're taking right. the word, not just the drug, but the word and disappearing it from the world. And mm -hmm. I don't ever think anything like that is is healthy. I, I did my own research no. on this because I saw this story. And I, I too think that we're kind of two-faced about this. We have bars everywhere. <laughs> we're encouraging people to get drunk all the time on TV the time. and everywhere you look. And yet somebody says, I don't think alcohol is healthy. It's the number one killer of Americans right now. Maybe we can look for an alternative and they won't even consider it. But yet the drug manufacturers want to give you these reuptake inhibitors, which I've tried those whenever I've had bouts in my life where I had a little bit of depression. That shit makes you mm -hmm. more crazy. I'm sorry. There's no way in hell I would ever take one of those things. Uh, and here's an alternative. And they're saying you can't do it. Then I look at the research on this. Back in Uruk, this is like 5,000 years ago, the first city in the world. By the way, this is biblical, which means if you read the Bible, there were people in the Bible who were using this, and this is the way they dealt with it as it was medicinal. It was a way mm -hmm. that they were able to relax. I mean, hell, I don't know. I don't do drugs. I don't do this shit. I don't want to, never have. I know, Scotty, you have indulged. But yes. just as, as a guy who's been a journalist and likes real answers— as opposed to prejudiced answers, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, why aren't we considering the use of this type of agent if it can serve people well who are going through depression or are going through post-traumatic stress disorder or are going through alcoholism and this can help them and we don't even want to consider it. No. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. I think uh, uh, pharmaceutical corporations have a lot to do with it. I think religion, uh, religious organizations have a lot to do with it and, and what it does to people because it allows people not to think one way, uh, uh, you know, and, and what you think about psychedelics, LSD uh, and all these uh, mushrooms and all these other things are probably because of propaganda. You think that you'll take it and you're gonna see a whole lot of crazy things. You might go insane and you might get stuck like that and never come out again. Yeah, my biggest fear is I'm gonna take off all my clothes and run around naked in the parking lot. And then yeah, my wife's gonna yell at me. See, that, and, that's the, and that's the thing, none of those things happen. <laughs> yeah, there's a few people that probably shouldn't take it, but that's the last thing that happens. The worst thing that happens to you on mushrooms if you eat too many is you might have a talk with God and he might set your life straight. 
Like that, that's that, that that's wouldn't what be that wouldn't be so bad. Mushrooms. That wouldn't be so no. bad, right? Oh, no, it's a spirit. People have spiritual experiences. It How do you know when, when? Not that you take mushrooms, but if you did, Scott, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> if you did. Uh, and, uh, I know you might anyway. Um, how do you deal for the dosage? I would be afraid to know how much. So that's the problem. Unfortunately, that's the problem um, with everything else. You know, it depends on you as a personal uh, personality or who you are. For me, I always believe in going slow and low and going from there. Um, but there, so, but but I'm reading a lot about this thing called microdosing that is actually yes, now being embraced so right. by the psychological yes. and psychiatric community. Am I right? Yeah. So psycho, uh, microdosing is essentially anything from experts say anywhere from 0.1 of a gram, a 10th of a gram to uh, about 0.4 of a gram. It's just below where you actually start feeling the psychedelic effects of the mushrooms. So when you first, if you eat a low dose of mushrooms, you're going to feel wavy. You might see hmm. things melting. You might see bright colors, things of that nature. But when you take a micro dose, none of those things happen. You it might feel calm. a little bit happier, but yeah, it's basically, it's it, the chemicals are working without the negative effects, what some people perceive as the negative effects of it. And it's been able to, you know, it basically helps open up your mind. It helps, uh, it helps lift you up and view things a little bit differently. And then yeah. again, when you get into the higher doses, you can experience things, what they call ego death or, uh, or, or, or uh, dissolving of ego. That's basically where you have an outer body experience and you're able to see yourself through a light that you're not blocked of, whether it be your self-image, whether it be your self-esteem, your self-identity, all those things get broken down. So even going back into our conversations before, if I was a, you know, if you hate people and you're, you're hate, you know, you believe that other people are inferior to you, you may have some mushrooms and you might see the world in a different place. That's fascinating. Yeah. Or if you're somebody that's super anti those things, you might understand things from a different perspective. It and, kind of and, gives you what you need a lot of times. And I think the key is that uh, if, if, if they expect, and the expectation is mm -hmm. with alcohol, that most people are adults and can control it. And maybe sometimes at the end of the day, my wife and I, Suzanne, we sit down and sometimes have a glass of wine and with dinner or even just have a glass of wine and watch TV because we're adults and we can make a decision about our own dosage. Yes. Why can't we have an expectation that people will do the same thing with these other potential drugs like mushrooms? Why do we immediately think that they're going to be completely irresponsible about it, but somehow they'll be responsible about alcohol when we know that people are actually irresponsible about alcohol? So, you know, I, I know you, it, speaking of being responsible, I know we're out of time. You got to go pick up your kids yeah. at school or your wife oh. is going <laughs> to beat your ass. So, um, yeah. um, but but this is fascinating, Scotty, and I'm, and I'm glad we had a yeah. chance to talk about it. I don't know if you've got some final thoughts on it. I know you're all- you Yeah, I, I think basically at the end of the day, there's over 14 million people that have alcohol dependency in the United States age 12 and over. Over 95,000 million, or not, I'm sorry, 95,000 Americans die each year with alcohol-related causes. God. Do a Google search, see how many people die of marijuana, see how many people die of mushrooms, see Zero. how many people die of LSD. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It, so, so, so again, well, uh, mar marijuana, zero, I said zero marijuana, but then you went on. And there's zero marijuana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, listen, zero. I could eat a bunch of mushrooms, yeah. get in my car and crash my car and die. Then mushrooms would be, you know, at the fault, but that's my own dumbass fault for eating mushrooms and trying to drive. Right. I mean, no let's be honest. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a regular thing. People are sitting in jail right now for beating their wives because of alcohol, all these things. But I think it just has to do with money at the end of the day, why all these things are illegal. And I think the more people that start to 
experiment with it, I think, you know, I think that the the science is forced to now study it. Anthony is waiting to to be picked up. Anthony is waiting to be picked up by his dad at school. And you made me promise that I would get you out of here at a certain time. So I'm getting you out of here. And I'm busy talking about mushrooms. Very good. And and I can't shut you up talking about mushrooms. So, (laughs) man, uh, Scotty, love you like a brother, man. Love you, man. All right. Listen, um, this thing is called Rick Sanchez News. And we have conversations about the things that we think are important as Latinos, as Americans, as dads, as brothers, as human beings, as as everything. Talking about the things that all of us in this country are dealing with right now. And we think it's really important. And we're glad you're there. And if you like this conversation, if you think it's real, if you think it's raw, it's the kind of conversation that you like having or hearing from time to time, stick with us. Make sure that you're there for us on Spotify or on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And by the way, um, don't just download it for yourself. Download it for somebody else and send it to them. I mean, you see that little share button? Share it with some other, uh, you know, Oye like myself, whether they're Latino or not. It really doesn't matter. We're all in this together. And of course, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, do me a favor, will you? Please subscribe so we got you down. As, you know, one of us. That way you can listen to what we have to say. And that means, for the most part, you agree. And if every once in a while you disagree, that's okay, too. That's okay, too. See you next time. Dale. Agua. 